All episodes of the Real Women in Business podcast reflect the opinions and views of the guest and Cass McCrory and do not reflect official policy or position of employers or clients. Thank you. You're listening to the Real Women in Business podcast. I'm your host, Cass McCrory, and in this podcast, we highlight women in all kinds of businesses. For yourself, someone else, full-time, part-time, overtime hustle, Together, we will learn from and with one another. And if we get it right, it'll lift us all. Let's get into it. Friends, today we're talking to Kelsey Moore. She's an actress and on-camera expert that supports entrepreneurs. And Kelsey is a force of nature. I am so excited for you to listen to this podcast. We talk about living our purpose as our responsibility. There are so many mic drop moments where we're talking about how we take action, what are we believing in, how do we get past our excuses, and the pain of being indecisive. There is much for you to unpack in this one. Make sure you check out the show notes at realwomeninbusiness.com forward slash Kelsey with two L's. Let's get to the show. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So, we don't have a whole lot of background on one another. So this is kind of fun. This is, we're really jumping into the deep end as strangers a little bit outside of some Instagram back and forth. Uh, tell us, what do you do in this world? Oh, so I, I really love to, uh, I'll give you kind of like that quick background I just did um, with over the last five years, I've really dived into everything personal development. And that's really where Be Marvelous You started was creating an entirely new mindset culture and a new way to think about things and show up in my life. And through that journey, I, I dove into everything I could possibly learn about building a business online, online marketing, business strategy, how to do that. And I've actually been training as a professional actress in film and TV for the last five years. And now just recently over this last about eight months, brought all three of those categories together. Cause I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is where it's at. This is bringing all of those fiery passions of the gifts that I have to offer and the value that I bring to my clients into that really profound way of, of getting camera ready so that they can show up. Everything we do is based on mindset so that they can show up as their, their best self in that authentic way. That's actually powerful and makes an impact to their clients and tells their story and connects it to their service and their sales in that powerful way on video, connecting through social media all of those aspects of it. That is so interesting. Mm-hmm. So five years of you basically investing everything you've got. Yes. Yes. I am curious if along the way it felt purposeful or if you were like, I have no idea why I'm pursuing this, but I'm interested. So we're going to head <laughs> into it. It's a great question. Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where there are times where I was like, I don't, I mean, I really believe that living out our purpose is our responsibility and that to do that is to follow our curiosities. Mm. And I do not think it's wise to make a business or try to monetize every curiosity. That's silly. We have too many, you know? Uh, I think sharing some of that stuff on social media of our different multi-passionate aspects is really important because it builds up the, the no like and trust factor in a more well-rounded way where it's like, Hey, look, no, I'm a real full person. Like I also like this, this, and this thing, but this is my one business focus. And so over the last five years, really figuring out like, what is that one thing that I really 
what can I show up in the biggest way to offer the biggest value to people and follow that curiosity and that passion and that purpose in a way that shapes a business and an offering. And that's, I think sometimes it takes a while and like you go down this journey and kind of ebbs and flows of, let me see this and test for a bit. Like I loved teaching, you know, mindset and having my clients there. And I have a whole online course with it. And I'll sometimes give it to my camera clients and be like, okay, so you need, you need a little bit more of like the self-belief to work into. Here's this course also like go through this. And so we can start to work that in because when I'm teaching somebody how to show up as their confident self, mm-hmm. with a powerful on-camera presence in a way that's going to create impact, we have to work through the self-limiting beliefs that are holding us back in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think if you were to name one limiting belief that you see a lot of people carry, what is it? Mm. Okay. It shows up in a bunch of different ways of, I look like this. I'm afraid of this person judging me. I'm afraid of blah. It all comes down to, am I actually worthy of getting on camera? Do I have anything worthwhile to say? Is anybody going to care? It all comes down to our sensation of worthiness. That's easily the number one thing. And it, it, again, it's just like it manifests in ways of being like, well, my, you know, it takes me two hours to get ready before I can hop on camera. Like, you know, I need three weeks of prep with my script and I need to change this and this and that perfectionism thing. Or um, I'm really scared of how this person is going to perceive this and judge this. But it just all stems from that sense of, of, am I really worth it? Am I really worthy? And you know what? You are. <laughs> you sure are. Yeah. Yes. Did you always feel worthy yourself? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, absolutely not. And I think that's really, I, I think it's rare that somebody just does, you know, immediately out the gate. I think that's something that we have to train ourselves in and commit to deciding. And no, for me, I had a huge, uh, I, mean, I had several variations of what does that mean? You know, do I have anything worthwhile to talk about. Yes. Okay. I do. So what are these? And I start to, um, you know, we talk about like the brain dumps. So you just kind of start pen to paper, like, okay, what are, what are X, Y, Z things that I can talk about? What is this that I've been through? And you start to write out some of your stories and your experiences, things that you've gone through and what you've taken away from them. And suddenly you're like, oh my goodness, that actually, somebody needs to hear that there's impact there. I went through that for a reason. I, I didn't go through this, this intense health journey just so that I could suffer. No, I went through that so that I could share this and help impact and, and serve somebody else. Yeah. You know, I didn't go through this travel experience just so I could have a fun story to tell over drinks. Like, no, I can tell this in a way that's going to serve clients, my audience, build a business in a way that's going to build in that, that feeling of that purpose in my life. You know, these things happen for us not to us. And when we start to switch into that mindset of these things are happening for us and see these experiences we've had as gifts, we start writing that down, building out that content, mapping out what we can talk about. And that will start to build your confidence, your sense of worthiness, the yes, I have something to say, the it matters less what I look like when I'm saying it, you know, as long as I'm showing up in this powerful way with this planned out information. Yeah. So that's something that we can, everybody that's listening mm-hmm. to this, whether you're listening to this the day we release it or six months down the road, mm-hmm. just start capturing 
the stories that would be of service to somebody else. Yes. Yes. Start just write them down and you don't need to know exactly how you're going to use them or how you get to be this teller of that story, but just creating um, the fuel to say, this is, this is the reason why I have the fire. Yes. And you know what happens so often is I see this all the time where people are hopping on social media and they're like, okay, well, my coach said I have to get on video now. Okay. So I'm going to just hop on and just talk about a thing. There's no fire behind it. There's Mm -hmm. no personality. There's no passion. I I see five gajillion fitness coaches a day (laughs) on Instagram and I love you, but like, show me something. Don't just be like, okay, well, abs are made in the kitchen. Like, great. Thanks. Like, tell me, tell me something more. Fuel it with a story. Like, give me some of your heart, share some of what your journey is. And not just in the way of, I mean, really not just in the way of, well, I lost 20 pounds. So now I can show you how to do it too. Like connect with me on this soul level. What is your fire? Why, why on earth are you doing what you're doing? Because it is hard work ladies (laughs) to build a business. Like it is not easy. So why, why are you showing up every day and putting in that work? Share that with me share that passion, show up in that way that's, that believes in yourself. Because when you believe in yourself, it's a hell of a lot easier for me to believe in you. Oh, that is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see a lot of people and I can honestly say, I've done this myself. I'm like, validate me, tell me I'm yes. worthy, do this, please. Meanwhile, if I want people to actually feel that way about me, I've got to show up owning it already. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have to show up and own it. Own who you are. Own your stories. Own your pain. Own your mistakes. Like yeah. stuff does not need to be perfect. And it's it's not going to be. <laughs> Heads up. But it needs to be powerful. It needs Ooh. to be powerful. What does that mean to you? Hmm. It means that it is driven from your fire. It is driven from that purpose with focus that you have tenacity and perseverance and you are willing to show up consistently and put in that work in a way that I can trust you and know that we can, you know, have some sort of partnership or that I can work with you. You know, if Mm -hmm. I'm watching you online, I want to see that you're the real deal, that you're really showing up that, that sort of consistency and that sort of belief in yourself and that being that sense of, Hey, I'm here. This is me. And this isn't me as my, as my, you know, lazy self watching Netflix um, and eating <laughs> ice cream at night. Like I, you can do clips of that. Cause that builds in the personality. Right. But when you're showing up to give value and offer, when you show up with that fire, with that passion, I, I will trust you so much more. That's going to have impact. That's where the power comes in. And that's where you don't need to have people, people freak out, especially with video where they're like, well, I need to have cool kinetic typography and something flashy and really engaging and cool. It's like, no, you don't, you don't need to have all of the flash. Some of that's great to work in. You can mix it up. You can test different strategies, but when you show up as your imperfect, wonderful self, that's powerful. Yeah. I think that people are less fooled now mm-hmm. by the filter or whatever yes. you might be putting on to mask or make yourself feel more worthy in the situation. Yes. 
Oh my gosh. To make yourself feel more worthy in the situation. I love that. That's exactly right. And I get it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. I do. I get it. Like I'm not turning off the autocorrect filter on my Google docs, right? Like I yeah. want, I want things to come through looking good, but there's that authenticity connection that you mm-hmm. create when you're imperfect. Yeah. I tell some of my clients, like I will intentionally do a certain amount of videos with no makeup on Yeah, because uh, one, that's part of who I am just in my, and my choices in my life. And I, I want to help create that space, particularly for other women, because this is a huge one that comes up. It might sound kind of dumb, but like, if this is a big insecurity that shows up over and over again, where I have to have, uh, I have to get dolled up first before I can mm-hmm. show my face on, even on stories, which is like the most quick, casual one. It's like, if you're doing a VSL, sure. Cause that's, that's designed to be more professionally produced, but even in like these, these more relaxed conversations where they're so scared you know, that's fine. Throw a filter on. Like that's okay. (laughs) Like if that makes you feel better. Um, if you're feeling like you need something, there are plenty of apps that can make up your face for you, but I want to do what I can to help show and create that space for you to give you permission to show up just as yourself, just who you are as you are, that it doesn't need to be this perfect glam style where we're like, oh, if I'm getting on video, I have to look like a celebrity. No, you don't. You you need to look like you. (laughs) And you need to show up in that way and talk to your audience in that way that they're going to resonate with. So what does your audience need to see from you? I think that's a great question to ask. Mm -hmm. Whether your audience is your kids Mm -hmm. or your audience is, you know, 700 women that want to have abs or whatever your audience might be 12 people in a board meeting. Like what do they need to see from you? Yes. Yeah. Like asking that question. Exactly. And, and it's really, where's that sweet spot of where you just feel like you're being the most truthful honoring to yourself and what they need and how they're going to receive something in the best way. Where does that mix? What does that look like? And that's going to be different for different people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be a one size fits all, you know, these are the camera rules or this is the social media rules. Like do X, Y, Z things look this certain way, wear this outfit, wear this, do these things. No, it's, it's finding what is that mix that feels like something really true and authentic to you and something that's going to serve and show up for your audience in the best, most impactful way possible. I want to throw this idea around with you. Ooh, okay. I'm and sorry. I've never done this. We've never, I've always just asked the questions, but I've been thinking <laughs> about this and I'm really curious what you think about it. Yeah. I think that there's this idea that somebody else has the recipe. Mm-hmm. And where I see really big, powerful shifts happening for people, whether it's in a client relationship or a coaching relationship, whatever it is, is that the coach creates a container for you to figure out your own recipe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's where the magic happens because I think so frequently we'll go in and we'll say, I just need seven steps to have 
perfect videos on Instagram so that I can attract yeah. my first three clients. And it's all clickbaity and wonderful and blah, blah. It was great. That's what I offer. Cause that's what you got to go into the click, <laughs> right? But like, you've yeah. got to do this and it's like, okay, but then that's not where the answer is. The right. answer is not in seven steps. Yeah. How well, do we get away from perpetuating the seven steps? Oh, I love it. Okay. So I have a seven step training, you guys, <laughs> that you will want Good. to watch <laughs> because it answers this. Well, I mean, in, in a ethereal way, it answers this. So I love this though, because we often in marketing, you know, this is like the business strategy part. We pitch and offer and create an invitation into what somebody wants so that they'll, so that they'll come in and learn about you and you guys can get to know each other and see if it's a good fit to work together. What you sell is what they need. And that's where the magic is. That's the container that you create for them to find their own recipe because uh, you need, you need to work with somebody who's, who's done what you're trying to do before, because then they have the guidance and the expertise to create that container and create that space for you to discover it. But your path, your history, your story, what you've been through and your goals and your business and your vision, that's different from every one of their other clients. It's different from them and their own experience. So they can be like, Hey, this is what I've learned. This is what I figured out. Here are my seven steps. Here you go. Now let's start taking in your story, in your vision, in your ideal client, in your identity, in your sales and your offer and start to create what your recipe is. Cause it's, if we're making cookies, they're going to taste very different. (laughs) You're making like a double chocolate fudge, something somebody else is going to end up with like a peanut butter cookie. And that's great because that's what's going to be true and authentic for them. So like, I love, I love that we're talking about the seven steps because it's, it is one of the, the most, um, triggering from our, for our brains for whatever neuroscience reason. Yeah. And so that's, it's a great foundation for creating trainings based off of that. Cause it seems accessible. People are like, yeah. okay, I can handle it's under, like it's this under 10. I can handle this. Okay. You know, but it's robust enough. It's not just like two. Okay okay, this is like a process. I can go through this. And we start to believe, believe um, we can, we can actually make it through Right. Cause people take action when they believe in you and when they believe in themselves. So yeah. Whoa. say that again, <laughs> cause that's really good. People yeah. take action mm-hmm. when they believe in you mm-hmm. and they believe in themselves. Yes. Cause if they don't think that you can help them get there, they won't work with you. If people think that they can't get themselves there, they won't work with you because they'll think they can't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to take a beat to write that down. Awesome. I love um, it. <laughs> and also all of this stuff is going to be in the show notes. Cause I'm sure that there's somebody driving right now. and being like, I'm yeah. going to need to listen to this again. And you probably will need to listen to it again. And that's okay. But also head to the show notes. Um, I love that. And I think I just want to play that equation out. So I'm mm-hmm. very metric. I like metrics. I like the numbers. I like, you know, the formula of this really plays well. Cool. So if I'm not taking action, Mm -hmm. there's two things to look to. Yes. Am I not believing in myself or am I not believing in the promise? Yes. That's exactly right. Yep. Because if you're looking at this person- 
and you're considering them and you're thinking, well, I like what they're saying, but I just don't know if it's for me. I can't afford it. That's too scary. That's too hard. Is this going to work? All of these things that we got, I don't have the time. I can't commit to that. I'm too busy right now. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Right. Yeah. All of those things that come up, ask yourself, Oh boy. And this is where it gets like so intense because sales is serving. We, we have these gifts and we have this value and is the clients that I work with, when I offer them a position to work with me, I, it is because I believe it is a disservice to them to not make that offer. And so if they start going down that, okay, well, no, I like this, but, but, and I can't, it's like, okay, where's the disconnect coming from? Is it because you don't believe that I can deliver on this, on this promise, on this offer, on this change that I can cultivate? Uh, if so, let me address that. Let, let me see if I can help answer those questions for you. And that's why we do sales calls or discovery calls is because I can actually answer those questions. But if the answer is, well, I just don't believe in myself. And sometimes it takes a bit to get there where it's like, well, I just don't know. Will I really do the work? Can I Yes. That is a big one. I don't believe that I'll actually do the work. Yeah. And I think, I think that's interesting, especially with women because so often it's really hard for us to do our own work. Yes. Ah, yes. Because we're doing other people's work, work or we're doing the work yeah. of other people's needs. Yep. And we so when it comes time. Everyone else's first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with um, the four tendencies, Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, oblige or upholder? No, I don't think so. It sounds uh, vaguely familiar, but, but no, I don't think so. So she has these four tendencies that she puts people into. You're a rebel which means you don't care about what anybody says. You're an obliger. You will do anything for other people. You're an upholder. You will do things for yourself. And then they're questioner. You will do something if the rationale behind doing it is strong enough. Oh, interesting. Right. So everybody falls into one of those four tendencies. Or so she, that's the that, that, That's the, right. sure. I can see myself being a real rebel in some areas and a very serious upholder in other areas. Okay. That's fair actually to put that caveat on it real quick where it's like, maybe you fit into one of these categories in a certain category of your life, because I think how we show up in our marriage is different than how we show up uh, in our, in our business or something, you know, it probably should be a little bit different. But I think it's interesting, this idea of if you're an upholder, and I know a lot of my listeners are upholders, where they're very good at keeping promises to other people, but not so good at making promises to themselves. That's where working in a program or working with a coach is really helpful. Yes. Because you have somebody that's holding the space. Yes. Yes. And they're going to be like, well, I'm going to ask you about these things next week. Did you complete this XYZ thing? You know, because I believe in you. I believe in what you're doing and your mission and your mission and your sales. And I'm, I am so driven and focused to help you get there. And I can never care about your business more than you do. I can never care about your results more than you do. I will just, I will self-destruct like coaches. You guys cannot care more about your clients results than they do which is why we do screening calls and validation calls and take qualified people that are like, yes, I'm committed. I just, I need some guidance. I need a space, that container 
to explore this in, to work through this. I need somebody checking in with me, holding me accountable, but I am in. Yeah. What do you say to the person that is an end? Mm, that's okay. I, it's okay that it's okay that, that when they are, I'm here for them. But until yeah. that point, I can't work with them. It, it's going to be a drain on me. They're not a hell yes client. They're not somebody that's, that's uh, the word ready is kind of a, a farce because ready is a, is a lie. <laughs> We're yeah. never really ready, but we, we come to a point at which we make a decision where we're either committed and we're like, I'm going to either feel the pain of the hard work or I'm going to feel the pain of regret of nothing being different a year from now Mm -hmm. or five years from now or 10 years from now. So what does, what does my choice look like and which one am I going to go with? And I, you know, the people who are just on the space of like, well, I'm just thinking about this and teetering around with this and playing around with this idea. Maybe in three years, I'll be ready, air quotes, ready. Yeah. You know, I'm like, great. That sounds great. There's so many people, myself included, that put out tons of amazing free information, get as much as you can, build up as much as you can and, and sit in that discomfort of inaction. It's extremely uncomfortable indecisiveness is one of the most painful places we can live and we choose it. We choose to keep ourselves in indecisiveness and, and that sort of um, analysis paralysis where we're going to have shiny object syndrome and uh, subscribe to every single freebie opt-in we possibly can. Who else has a mailbox full of like 75 <laughs> newsletter? Me too. You know, but that's part of it. Cause you want to, you always want to constantly be learning. You know, so, so yes, there's so much value in that, but if that's all you're doing, what action are you taking from it? Probably not much. We have to charge also accordingly so that, uh, people have the commitment that's going to match it. You have to feel the sweat equity. Like (laughs) you gotta feel that, that trigger, that pull a little bit where it's like, okay, I paid a few thousand dollars for this. I am showing up to my call and I'm doing my homework and I commit to this, to myself and to them and this, and honor this agreement and this arrangement that we made. Yeah. I think that that investment element Mm -hmm. is so critical. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to Rob Bell's podcast this morning and he said something like frequently the universe, the divine Mm -hmm. will ask you to put up the money. Mm -hmm. Because that is a really good indicator of how in it you are. Yes. And I was like, that is good. Because if, if somebody says to you, this is going to cost $5,000 or $20,000 or $100,000, or this is a $600,000 house, mm-hmm. you got to be really into the house <laughs> to be like, yes, yes, there you go. $600,000. Yep. And you start to work in your the way your mind starts to work becomes, how can I, how can I do yeah. this? I'm a yes. So how can I figure this out? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I will frequently action. Yeah. I am a big journaler. Yeah. <laughs> I like to journal and I will say, I want this to happen. And in order for this to happen, I'm going to need to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I see if I show up to do that work, And if I do, 
then I will take the next action. And if I don't, that is proof. That is the pudding that's saying you're in it or you're not in it. Yep. And I'll create those barriers about so many different things like, oh, a coaching program that I'm thinking about, a mastermind that I'm thinking about, a juicer. Like I said to myself, I'm going to use the $4 nut milk bag to juice me some celery because I got on a celery juicing. I don't know. I, I added a hashtag and all of a sudden everybody in my feed is celery juicing and getting (laughs) It's the thing right now. It was the thing. Anyway, spoiler alert, did the celery juice for a salad three weeks. Like I said that I would. All right. To, to qualify myself to buy the juicer, <laughs> bought the juicer, hated cleaning the juicer, mm-hmm. returned the juicer, haven't had <laughs> celery juice since. It was just such an interesting thing to like be witness to though. Yeah. And um, then I just unfollowed the hashtag celery juice. When in doubt, <laughs> unfollow the hashtag. hashtag. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> like this is no longer creating benefit to my life. <laughs> Yeah. No, listen, I don't need any people advocating celery juice for me. So please <laughs> like, I know I get it. <laughs> but really, like, I did it. I had that experience. I'm better for it. Oh, I, I love that you were like, this sounds interesting. Let me try it out. And, and like made that commitment and then was like, okay, that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think and I'm curious about this as an actress mm-hmm. in that world. Like it's a lot of putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and not getting picked. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I feel like we all have that in our lives, whether we're putting ourselves out there or, and so frequently we're not picking ourselves. Yeah. How do you, how do you approach it? Oh, that's, that's a really good question. And I really like what you said that so often we are not picking ourselves. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that that I've kind of decided in my life is that I will always choose myself and I will always choose myself first because when I can be strong and healthy, I am able to show up in my life in every area and for the people that I care about so much better than the times when everything else was more important than me. Then that just brought me into uh, gaining 50 pounds, into going into massive depression, into not taking action on anything in my life, into feeling so small and like a crumb on the ground. In what way can I possibly show up powerfully or spread joy or value or impact or change anything if I am operating from feeling like a damn crumb, you know, choose yourself, pick yourself. And when you start to operate from that belief system, the resiliency of being told, no, it, it just keeps, you're, you're fine. You love yourself anyway. You love yourself through it. As I mean, in business and in acting, 90% of it's rejection, you know, hopefully in business, you can get a higher conversion rate than that. But like, but you think about, you know, in the online space, like on Instagram or something, you can look at 90% of it as rejection because, well, you're, you know, however many thousands of followers you have, somebody else out there has millions. So those millions of people, they haven't said yes to you yet. 
it doesn't mean that some of them aren't going to in the future. Right. So keep building up that resiliency. So when we're like, oh, but I only have this many followers, is it going to amount to anything? Well, keep going. Like there's still 90% of the people out there that don't know who you are yet. That haven't had the opportunity to say yes to you yet. And in acting, it's like, that is really like the status. Like you're told no 90% of the time, or you're just not even told no, then you just never hear back again. (laughs) So it's, it's challenging and you have to come at it from this place of why am I doing this? Why do I keep showing up? Why do I train? Why do I put in the work? What's driving me for this? What's my purpose and intention here? Because the, the average is that it takes 10 years. Um, and this is really through multiple statistics, but the one people know the most is like Malcolm Gladwell's outliers, the 10,000 yeah. hours to be an expert. That's about a decade. So it's on average, like 10 years of doing something before like the big yes comes in you know, and there's a lot of strategy and things we can do to help move that along and get a ton of great little victories along the way and growth experiences. But if, you know, if, if you're an actor and you're going into it for like the fame and be a household name, great goal. You better commit at least the next 10 years of being the most dedicated actor you possibly can be putting yourself out there full time every single week, every single day you know, working toward that goal, toward that vision. That's not how it is for everybody. You know, there's that 1% that has completely different stories, but that's most of the working actors. That's most of them. That's most of their journeys. Um, And I think it's just, it's building in your resiliency and your knowing of your self-worth and loving yourself through it, loving yourself through the nose and through the weight. That's, oh my God, so much of everything is like, patience and, and continuing to show up as though it's here right now, even when it's coming years down the road. I don't, do you know, like Jim Fortin? No. Uh, okay. He is, he, I think he's kind of the leading forethought on this. Um, I think maybe it's like a Tony Robbins thing, but it's the be, do, have model, mm. which is kind of where in be marvelous. You is my brand's name where that comes from, but this was before I even knew it was a thing. This is actually like a real teaching methodology, which is cool. So it's operating from the place of being that you want to have that result of in the future. So, you know, the, the person, the version of you that has the result in the life and everything that you envision later on operating from the way that they would operate now. So being and embodying that version so that you then take the action and you do. So that's the do part, the things that they would be doing that future you now, which is what brings that future so much closer and shortens that time and closes that gap so that you can then have that end as a result. Yeah. Operating from be, do, have. Abraham Hicks has a similar thing. Maybe that's where, maybe that's his It's similar in that you can't get to ease through hustle. Mm. If you want ease, you get there by embodying ease. Yes. And I, I think, I think uh, it's challenging and the entrepreneurial space, there's so much toss around with words like hustle and flow and ease. And like, I, I think we have to find for us what feels and for, we're not all the same personality type. Totally. You know, so it's, what is it that fits for you that feels like Oh God, somebody said it really cool the other day. It was at this conference. Um, it's an amazing conference. 
um, I think it was hustle in the flow. Oh, yeah. So it was that like, does bring like, some alignment to it. Yeah. Hustle in the flow. Where it's like operate from that sense of like, this is, this is possible for me. It doesn't have to be hard. This can be easy. This is easy. You know, and retraining our brain, like it is easy for me to step into success. It is easy for me to receive clients. It is easy. Like start training our brains into that so that they're not going to just show up and create situations that create resistance for you. And so there's yes. a lot of power in training ourselves to think that, but I don't think that excuses not doing the work, not showing up yeah. and putting in the effort. And I just, so people sometimes take it so far that way where it's like, oh, well, if it's supposed to be easy, then I can just sit here and think about it and things will come to me. And I'm like, well, that's because you're leaning on law of attraction. There are also 11 other laws of <laughs> the universe that come into play, like polarity and, you know, you have to say, and momentum and, you know, action begets action and gets results. Like we have to take those steps, but how do we do it in a way that feels better and feels with ease and that hustle in the flow? Yeah. I mean, there was room for me to do it my way and Gary B to do it his way. Yes. There's room yes. for that. A hundred percent. I think that what I've really been stepping into personally is this idea that if what I want at the end is for things to feel like abundant and unfrenzied, like yeah. frenzy does not feel good for me. Yes. Chaos. I am repulsed by chaos. Yes. Some people don't feel that way. Yeah. They but work in the I, emergency room. Yeah. Right? Like I'm cool with them liking it because I don't. I'm so grateful we have people that do. Totally. I, yeah. Very grateful. I had been stepping into a little bit of a space of saying, oh, but I need to have a time of grind. I need to embrace the chaos to get there. Mm. And that wasn't right. And it yeah. wasn't an alignment. And I was really quickly able to see, okay, this isn't an alignment. It doesn't feel good. I'm never going to get to a place of feeling good by feeling bad. Ah, yes. I love that. I'm never going to get to a place of feeling good by feeling bad. Yeah. I think that's amazing. I, there's so much power in that. Isn't there? Cause it's yeah. just, it just says to yourself, okay, I, I could give myself permission mm -hmm. to feel good, yeah. feel worthy. Yes. Now, now, now. And while I'm doing the work, yes. while I'm showing up, doing the things, that's fine. And I can actually feel good while doing it. Cause that's how I'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the, the way I want to feel in the end. Oh, I love it so much. I like, when you think about like desire mapping, uh, yes. who, who's the Desi one? Uh, Danielle Lepore. Yeah. Where it's like, make the decision. I mean, this is, ah, uh, this is the bead you have. This is be more, this is what, like, this is what we talk about where it's, how is it that I want to feel most of the time? So I'm going to start saying yes to the things that make me feel that way now and no to the things that don't. And so if you're feeling immense, like pain and resistance to certain pieces in your business, 
okay, well, let's look at it and let's reevaluate where's the, where are those fears coming from? What is that resistance? Is that you need to do some self-care, self-love, self-worth work around that to move it through, to break that and unlock the part that lets you step into flow and ease and feeling good about it. Is that something that you can outsource? Is that something you can delegate out? Is that something that you don't have to have your, your grip on? And a lot of times I think when we're uh, the more controlling personality, that's where it's hard because we'll grip everything so tight and be like, no, I can't, this can't feel good because I have to like, and I won't let it. And I've, I, I've so done that. And I like, I've had days where um, I'll operate from a place of like anxiety and pain in my body. And I'm like, that was a choice. That suffering was a choice. (laughs) I didn't need to do that. It's like, so now I can have a full busy day and be grateful for it and be excited about it and feel good about this busy day because I love what it's working towards and I love what I'm doing. Yeah. And that that's a million times better than operating from the sense of anxiety and pain. Definitely. That comes from awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think that that comes from having a little bit of space, white space to say, okay, how do I feel right now? Yeah. Oh, and like, how do we work that in? Because when we're going from one thing to the next thing, that's hard. I started doing something this week um, on my drive home. When I get to a stoplight that is like three minutes away from my house, I turn off all of the things, the audible, the podcast, whatever. And I say, how do I feel heading into home time? Wow. Oh, I like that. And it's just really tactical. Like it's super, anybody that has a commute of any kind, just identify the landmark and make that your talisman, your trigger. Because there's something there. Yeah. Well, and my gosh, it just allows you to choose the way you're going to feel and that you want to feel when you arrive home. Yeah. Because I'm doing all of this for that. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes, and sometimes I don't let myself enjoy the time at home. I let everything that happened outside of it really get in the noise and the way. And it's like, that's the bigger why. That's the why thing you were talking about earlier too, Mm -hmm. where it's like, don't sacrifice the thing that's most important now. Yeah. Yep. Kelsey, this has been a really fun conversation. Oh my God. I love this. Oh, and I think it's, it's like triggered another thought, but it's sacrifice. I think is another one of those really big words that is in the entrepreneur community a lot. And I think we do anytime we want to grow and make a change in our life and move through and expand past what our current comfort zone is, there is going to be sacrifice involved. And that's things like sacrificing the stuff that's not serving you. That's Mm -hmm. sacrificing your self-doubt. That's sacrificing your laziness. It's sacrificing the comfort of your excuses. That's the sacrifice. You know, if you are working to get healthier, you're going to have to sacrifice you know, sleeping in that extra half hour, 45 minutes, or you're going to have to sacrifice the way you talk yourself out of things of believing that you're not worthy of that commitment. It's not saying I'm, and my husband and I have had these conversations where um, I'll go through phases where I, I 
I love my work. I love my work where I'm just in it. And I can, if I don't schedule in and plan out a time to, to stop and take a break and go eat dinner, I'll, I'll go days without <laughs> like, I just like eat on the go. Like, I'll be like, Hey, bye. Like I, I just, and that's kind of the way that I operate and it feels like good and exciting and energetic to me. And that's kind of the same way when I go through, um, I also like to paint. So if I, if I have a couple of days where I'm like, this is going to be like my freedom art expression time where I'll go through like a couple of days where I'm just painting, you know, in studio mode and like not existing in the outside world around me. And it's like the same thing with work. So, so we've talked about like building in these times of, okay, well maybe at 7 PM we take a break and we go eat dinner together so that I'm not sacrificing the connection and the home and love that I want in my life. So that's not the piece that I want to sacrifice. Now, if you are in a season of uh, launch or something that's really does, you know, require and ask more of your time, you know, maybe you're sacrificing, okay, you don't go on a vacation in the fall, you move it to spring. Like, you know, there's those ways to work around it. Travels, travels a huge, huge part of my values and one of the core things I love. So making sure I prioritize that, but maybe not in my season of a launch. Cause that, yeah. that, that would create a friction and it would pull for the enjoyment from it. So great. So I'm going to finish the launch and then plan out my travel, right? Building in the things that we aren't sacrificing the reasons why we're doing stuff, but we're sacrificing our excuses. I love that. And I love the phrasing, the comfort of your excuses. Mm-hmm. Cause they are, they are real comfy, cozy. Yep. <laughs> We've gotten real close to yep. those excuses. Mm-hmm. That's, to the point where they just feel like truth. Yeah. Where we just think they're real and they're not. Amazing. Mm. Okay. Lightning round. Okay. okay. Go to song when you need to up your energy. Ah, uh, right now it is, it is higher, um, higher love by Whitney Houston and Kygo. All thanks to Angelie from Please to Be Brave. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What time do you wake up? Uh, generally 8 a.m. What's for breakfast? Coffee. Favorite ritual? Oh, walking my puppy, listening to my meditation. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Both. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh. I, I, I used to only be a night owl and now I've actually the mornings are one of my biggest gifts now I, to myself. I love them. So now both. What is a book you recommend frequently? Oh, The Alchemist. What can someone do to help you feel appreciated? Oh, oh that's a good question. What can someone do to help me feel appreciated? Mm-hmm. Bring me food. I love it. <laughs> I, love I, it. I can't feed myself. <laughs> I love it. Kelsey, where can everybody find you online? Um, uh, I, Instagram is the easiest, best way. I'm at Kelsey underscore more. You guys, my name's spelled funny. K-E-L-L-S-I-E. So find me. There's only like two of us on there. Uh, Instagram, DM me. I really, really love having DM conversations. It's the best way for me to get to know you, see how we can work together. Can I serve you? Can I offer value to your life? Uh, depending on when this comes out, I do have a live in-person retreat coming in November that if this stuff we talked about today hits home with you, if you know that you want to work camera stuff into your life, into your business, DM me about that and I'll send you that information. Awesome. 
we'll follow along on Instagram because yeah. I'm sure you'll have more stuff coming out. Yeah. I'll something new. Yeah. I think launching January or February, but nice. I don't really know what it is yet. You guys are going to tell me what it is. So, so DM me, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Thank you so much for giving your time so generously today, Kelsey. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Same. That was a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much.